0: You are listening to episode 26 of the Equipping ELLs podcast. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Equipping ELLs. I am so excited to continue our summer series called Successfully Setting Up for the School Year This Summer. Every week, we're going to be walking through the foundations of getting set up now so that you can start the school year ready to go. These podcast episodes are going to be short on time, but big on action so that you can spend just a little time making a big impact on getting ready for next year. In last week's episode, episode number 25, we covered setting up a year-long plan for teaching your ELLs. If you missed it, make sure and go back to listen to it because it will help big time with today's episode. So what we're doing is taking this kind of 30,000 foot view, and we're going to kind of narrow it in each week. So today we are going to take that scope and sequence that you worked on last week, or you can use the one that I share with you that's already done for you. And we're going to break it into quarterly goals. So you can clearly know what you want to target each quarter. Make sure to stay to the end to hear about the free template I'll be sharing to help you more easily get this done. Ready to go? Let's dive in. So which scenario has your teaching sounded more like? Scenario A is that before the school year starts, you already have a clear idea of where you'll be going this year with your students. You have a plan, you have goals, you have assessments ready to go, and you have an idea of the materials you're going to use. You'll be flexible with how fast or slow you go because it will depend on your group of students but you feel confident that you at least have the material set up to be able to see how your students are progressing and making changes based on that. That's scenario A. Or is your teaching sound more like scenario B, which is every year you seem to lack the big goal and idea of what your ELLs need and always end up feeling like you are planning day by day, doubting that you are giving your students what they need. You wonder if it is really helping them reach their big goals? Or is it really helping them move forward? Or you end up just filling your days with busy work in hopes some of the materials stick. So in all honesty, I was definitely more of a scenario B type teacher, even when I was in the homeroom classroom. And if we think about it, Homeroom classroom teachers and ESL specialists are very different in the type of support that they get. The homeroom teachers usually have a scope and sequence for their math curriculum, for their reading that they're doing, for their science and social studies units. They have standards that they have to cover throughout the year for that specific grade level. So a homeroom teacher has a lot of support that they can kind of use to guide them. But an ESL teacher it's a very different situation where if you're working with multiple grade levels, you don't know exactly what you should be looking at. You have to look at the grade level standards. You have to look at the language levels. And then because you're teaching language, not necessarily a specific content, it's hard to know exactly what you should be doing. And so I know there's some of you out there who are homeroom teachers now Shifting and are now new to teaching ESL and becoming an ESL specialist. So that's why I want to cover that there is a big difference. And this is why it's crucial to one, go back to last week's episode and work on creating that scope and sequence if you don't have one that your school provides. And then two, this week, looking at how can we make sure we get those things covered throughout the year in a good progression and have the material set up so we're ready to really support our ELLs. Now, one other positive thing to look at is that as an ESL teacher, we have the opportunity to not be stuck in a set curriculum. So let's take advantage of that. And I think that too often teachers are not asked and given input into where they see their students going, the goals that they see their students reaching, and what they in their gut feel like those students need. And with being an ESL specialist, you can really bring in a lot of your experience into this quarterly goals so that you take note of that and that you see and make sure that they're hitting those targets that you're familiar with, that you've seen multiple students over the years work on reach and succeed in that. And so if you're new to teaching ESL, that might be a little bit harder for you. And that's why Come on into the Inspiring Young Learners Engage Facebook group, ask questions. There are very experienced, knowledgeable, incredible teachers in that group that are so happy to help answer your questions. And so if you're new to ESL, it might be harder to gauge where your students should be at throughout the year. But let's walk through this. And you can always come and ask us any questions inside the Facebook group or reach out to me in email. So how are we going to break down our scope and sequence into quarterly goals. Well, the first thing that you're going to want to do is get your scope and sequence. So if you use the one that I shared with you last week, grab that. If you have one from your school, grab that. And you also want to have with you a school calendar. Now, what you're going to want to do first is to fill in your quarterly guide with any key dates that you want to be aware of. Doing this ahead of time is going to really help you maximize the days that you have with your students and to not be caught off guard by different events that are happening days off that you didn't take in account for testing that we know can take up so much time and take away from our time with our students. And so having those things on your calendar and the outset, as you work on the rest of this will help you keep in mind when you can get in the flow, when you can put in those midterm progress monitorings, all those types of things. So it's important to keep that in mind and have that written down in your calendar before you begin working on your quarterly goals. So that's step one. Hey teachers, I'm interrupting this episode to ask you a quick question. How different would your life be if you could confidently plan effective and engaging lessons for your yellow students in a fraction of the time? I created my membership, Equipping ELLs, to do just that. When you join, you gain instant access to the exact resources you need, proven and prepped for you, plus a supportive private community of like-minded educators. Join us today at www.equippingells.com. Now back to the episode. Step two is now going to be to break down your objectives into each quarter by language domain. So because you are specifically focusing on the language development of your English language learners, we're going to break that down into the four language domains, which are listening, speaking, reading, and writing. And we are going to take those goals and put them, divide them out into those because All that we're doing, we want to constantly be emphasizing those skills and boosting those skills. So, even if you're supporting and pushing in and co teaching, you want to still be supporting those language skills in the context of their content that they're learning. So, it helps to have a really good idea of the students, the grade level they're working, you're working with, and then those clear objectives, those clear language goals for each of those domains broken down by quarter. I mean, think of how incredible this would be, even if you just get the first quarter done now to go into the first quarter saying, okay, I know that my third grade group that is around level three and four on the WIDA this first quarter, we're going to really be emphasizing these skills in listening, and we're gonna emphasize these skills in reading, and we're gonna emphasize these skills in speaking and these in writing. And that's gonna help you have clarity to build that foundation that they need in order to build on it. I see way too often that in the US, the system is set up to run full speed ahead and leaves many students in the dust. And what we're not doing is slowing it down, having clear goals and saying, do these third graders really understand the difference between noun, verbs, adjectives, adverbs? Those are absolutely foundational. It's like math. They need to have that core foundation in order to grow in their language development. And so we want to make sure that we're very aware and very clear of the skills they need at the beginning of third grade, at the beginning of second grade, whatever grade levels you're working with, that they have those foundations down so that as we work with them throughout the year, we have something to build on. If your students do not have those foundations, then that's where you start. And that's where you spend time until they get those. Because again, if they're not strong in those areas that are going to continue to come up in all grades, then they're going to continue to be struggling and feel defeated. So that's the importance of why I'm encouraging you to do this quarterly goal setting. Because when you have clarity of what you're working on and what you're targeting with your students, it helps you plan. It helps you show up. It helps you assess. It helps you know when to move on. It helps to know when to supplement and add more. It helps you to know when... You know, if you have a group of five students and four out of them, four of the five, have moved on from this skill and they've done great with it, and you have one student who's really struggling still, it helps you to have that information and that data to say, hey, we've tried all these things with the student and he's still or she's still not making progress when the peers who are at the same grade level, the same language level have made progress. It helps you to have those flags and those warnings and saying, Maybe it's not a language issue. Maybe it's something we can monitor and assess next quarter. It helps you to have clarity and it helps your students to be clear. If they know here's the skills we're targeting this quarter, this is what to expect. That helps them to feel really comfortable and confident in your classroom. Now, something that I recommend is to start with one domain. So maybe start with the listening domain and write down three to five goals for each of the four quarters, or maybe if you do trimesters, do trimesters, but write three to five goals for listening in quarter one. Then go to quarter two for same thing with listening before you move on to a new domain. Stay with that domain. Why? Because it helps you have a alignment across the whole school year. It helps you to see and really hone in on that one domain and say, okay, if by the end of quarter one, they have developed these skills, then by quarter two, they should be able to do these things. Now you could go through all of quarter one first, or if you're short on time, just do quarter one right now and see where your kids end up towards the end of quarter one. And then you can plan quarter two. But doing it where you do it all across with each domain really helps you to get into that domain, research the materials that you have, the materials you're using, the different language standards that are out there. Like I mentioned in last week's episode, helps you really pull that all in and really focus on one domain at a time to make sure that you are covering what the clear expectations and what that student should be able to do from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. So. That's step number two. Now, remember, the whole point of this is not to just get it done and say, okay, I have it done and not come back to it. The whole point is to have this as a way to check in throughout the year to keep the big goals the center. Anyone who is taught knows that as the school year gets going, we get so lost in the day-to-day, and it's just inevitable. And so having these big-picture goals to constantly come back to is going to be so helpful on those days that you just feel like, am I doing enough? Is this helping them reach their goals? Is this helping, helping them move forward? Having those clear and having assessments in place, ready to assess those, and having all of that evidence, you'll know quickly if what you're doing is what they need. And if it's not, then you'll have room to make changes before it's too late. So that's why we're doing this. So after step one and two, you're gonna move on to step three, which is to go through each domain for each quarter and then fill that out for the whole year and repeat it for each of the grade levels you work with. So if you work with second grade and fourth grade, then you would do this for those two grade levels. So you wanna take into account the different, especially when they're starting to get level three and four where they're expected to do a lot more grade level work you want to be aware of what they need to be doing in terms of common core standards and all of those other things. So that's why this summer is a beautiful time to just have that time to think and plan ahead. Because think right now, how happy would future you be if you start the school year and you already have quarter one already written out of the goals you're going to target? Think of how incredible and empowering that would be For when you get back to school to share with the homeroom teachers and say, okay, for these third, this group of third graders who are level three, this first quarter, here are the skills we're going to work on. Because guess what? That empowers those homeroom teachers too to say, okay, great. We can also work on these skills in the classroom. So when you're planned like that, it is going to help you be successful in all areas and help your students find success. So again, let's recap of what those steps are. You're going to want to get your scope and sequence. You're going to want to download the quarterly goals template that I provide for you. You can click in the show notes or you can go to inspiringyounglearners.com slash ESL teacher toolbox. Now, download the guide, grab your scope and sequence, start to fill in quarter one by each domain for the grade levels that you are going to be working with. If you have extra time and you feel ambitious, another thing that I would recommend to add in is to identify assessments that you have already that you can use to assess those areas. I'd also recommend coming up with some rubrics or different self-reflection portfolio pieces that you can add in now so that you already have these things ready. Very simple tasks that will help you stay connected and stay in a good pace of monitoring where your students are at throughout the year. So your challenge for today is to get your Google Sheets copy of the quarterly goals. And this will be a lot of work, but I promise if you take the time to do it, your year will run so much smoother. Now I do have very exciting news because I want my heart and my desire is to help you in as many ways as I can to make teaching ELLs more fun, enjoyable, and easier. So what would it feel like if you already had the quarterly goals, objectives, assessments, rubrics, and progress monitoring templates, plus the resources to use already done for you? Does this sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. Inside my membership, Equipping LLs, we are working hard this summer on revamping the support we give our members. We are breaking down the standards into tangible quarterly goals by grade level cluster K through 12 and language domains so that each quarter you will have a go to guide with goals already done for you from K through 12. So we are going to provide you with the goals, the assessments, the rubrics and the resources to use to reach the goals so you can say goodbye to teaching like your hair is on fire that's the last thing I want for you. You have a lot on your plate and I don't want you to keep stressing about what you should be teaching. I want you to instead enjoy showing up and get the opportunity to teach. If you are interested, you can get access to these plus all the resources from my TPC store, which will support those goals that we're targeting every quarter. You can get that all at equipping ELLs.com. Again, my heart and passion is to make your life easier so that you enjoy teaching again. So if you're saying, I do not want to do this work, I want to get these all done for me, come join us in Equipping LLs. These will be ready by August 1st. In the meantime, though, you can just kind of get your thoughts out. I love setting the timer for 10 to 15 minutes and just doing a dump of all these ideas, all these thoughts. And that's where I'm going back to what I said at the beginning, your gut as a teacher and what you've seen over the years is really valuable. And so even just jotting down those notes and saying, you know, I've worked with this group of third graders for many years, and I always tend to see that by the end of first quarter, the majority of them are able to do these things in listening, these things in reading, these things in speaking, these things in writing. Write those notes down. They are valuable and it helps you to at least begin to get that place to either push your students to, or if they're already there when the year starts, then that's great. You can move on and you can start to challenge them right away. So it's important that we know and have a pulse on what we're expect our expectations of our ELLs and have that North star that keeps bringing us back to to those big goals that we have for them so that they can build a strong foundation in English. Thank you for joining me in today's episode. All links and resources mentioned can be found in the show notes. If you're looking for even more support and done-for-you resources created specifically for the needs of ELLs, head to inspiringyounglearners.com. I'll catch you here next week. Until then, take that next step to keep equipping your ELLs.